Hey, it's Richie, and I got a message for everybody in the Sporting Nation who is outside the state of Arizona. You can download the DraftKings app right now and use the promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. Promo code THPN to get millions of dollars in prizes. And this coming up this week, two of the sport's most respected fighters step back into the octagon this weekend to compete for the Walter Waite title. DraftKings is the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, and they're giving you a shot at huge cash prizes for this weekend's fight. All you have to do is just pick six fighters, standard the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than this. That's DraftKings.com, the DraftKings app, promo code THPN. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. Uh, it's nice to be with you all. Um, this is my first time running StreamYard, so I'm hoping not to screw it up. Richie has been running me through it very quickly, like a nice little crash course. Um, but we are super happy to have some extra special guests on today. So before I um, introduce them, I'm going to introduce, as always, my wonderful and amazing co-host, Richie Suave Flores. How you doing? Hello, Corey. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. We're recording prior to the game. So we have no idea who's going to win. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a, a little thing where we can do an edit, okay? So um, where I can congratulate the champions um, of the Super Bowl, um, even though we're recording prior. So here we go. Okay, here we go. In three, two, one. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on winning the Super Bowl for back-to-back years. Okay, take two. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on winning their first Super Bowl in like 20 years. And Tom Brady retires as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer in another Super Bowl. Oh my gosh, you really think the man would retire? That is a yoke. There's no way the man's going to retire if he wins another Super Bowl. But there's no way. You never know. There is honestly no way. It just it's not possible. He is on fire. And I, I really hope one day he's like with a walker, like going out onto the field playing football because I'm just enjoying it way too much. But, but, but so we can get more of this talk in and with everything else, I should probably introduce um, our um, kind of our, our co-host, I guess, for today, because we're just going to bring him on for the whole show. We just kind of thought, you know, like if we're going to be with them for six games in a row, they might as well be with us for a whole show. So mm-hmm. um, we're bringing on the guys from Blue Notes. Please welcome in Tom and Wags, as long as I can bring them into the stream properly. Damn, good looking, guys. Love this. It's very snazzy. Good job, Corey. How's it going? Uh, greetings, from the, uh, <laughs> greetings from the dark side. Oh, I love it. How, did, how do you it. have that? And I don't. Well, I can give you my Kylo Ren version of this if you want, Wags, uh, next time I see you. Okay. You know, when, when, once this pandemic is over. We both have red Stormtrooper um, cups. Richie and I have matching ones. So too, mm-hmm. too bad we don't 
have them on hand. I have my my ASU coffee cup right now. So, well, this is uh, filled with milk uh, at the moment. For one, I'm not I'm not a big coffee drinker, but it's also filled with milk because it is the best thing to drink after you choke down an entire cupcake, which we will be doing uh, here in a little bit. Yes, that is true. That is true. We didn't have anything to drink afterwards. I'm not sure why we did it that way, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't think it through. We just thought that um, that Troll and Polly Cupcakes were insane for drinking beer afterwards. But then we were the yeah. idiots that didn't think, hey, we should probably have some type of drink <laughs> to have afterwards. So we also didn't think it through very clearly. So well, I, I think Tom and I actually did the next thing. is We actually started yesterday testing what we are going to do practicing so we're talking about practice yeah i don't know how well that's going to do for us but at least we put the effort into practice by the way you uh, you go ahead yeah you've seen yeah you've seen some of the other guys do it right so like uh the car uh carter and uh, nate from the anaheim show did they did it um and um yes uh, nate crushed it he did a great job uh nate uh um or carter not so much uh, he really struggled, was really the worst out of everybody. So you've seen enough people do it now. I think that you have an idea of the best way to do it. So I have a feeling out of everybody that's done it so far, I think the Capitals guys set the bar really, really high. Okay. I think um, Kat from our show, she was like in third place. Uh, Corey was next, then me. Uh, so you've seen enough. <laughs> I think you guys will do great now. Well, I, I, I feel pretty good about myself because I, I bought a whole six-pack of these damn things, so that's plenty to practice with. I've only had two so far, Scout's Honor. Um, but, yeah, we're talking standard issue cookies Ooh, and cream cupcake from uh, from Schnucks, our local grocery store. I went to Deerberg's. I got some Arrival. sprinkles. I got some sprinkles on mine. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, mine, mine's got some, like, Oreo cookie dusting on it so yeah we were working on technique and we watched the quack report and they kind of talked a little bit about the technique and you know whether you go bottom first or icing first i feel i've developed my own technique uh and two times i tried it last night it worked so we will see if the third time's the charm wags i don't think you're as confident as me though no 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 i think if anything uh mine's going to be just a straight smash into the face and see what sticks <laughs> oh man it's a good thing we're gonna we're gonna have video of this really oh, totally. for real for real for real we're, we're trying to get wet we're trying to get wet. go ahead i was if, gonna say we're, we're, you, we're, we're, we're trying to get we're trying to get wags <laughs> talking over each other it, it's the miracle of technology love it we're trying to get wags a date here and there's nothing more hotter than you know him just trying to like smash a cupcake up his nose because his technique is just off. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm going to say as as a female, I was very concerned about what was going to come out of this after Kat and I both um, shoved cupcakes in her mouth. And people were very nice, very polite about it. There wasn't anything uncomfortable. So, Good. you know, I, I feel it should be the same way. No ladies should be coming after Wags after all this. So, you know. Well, I, I actually you heard hope it they, here. I hope they do come after me. I mean, I really Well, come after do. you in a good way, not in, in, in a bad way. <laughs> they shouldn't judge you is what I'm saying. They shouldn't judge you for it. Exactly, exactly. They, they should try it themselves, yes. okay, if they think they can do it better. Exactly. It's, it's really, there's no cute way to do it, honestly. 
Exactly. Exactly. It's really hard to do. And uh, of course, you know, we're doing this for skating for Layton, which uh, mm-hmm. we will, we'll be making our donations uh, after the show here uh, towards that's a really good cause. And uh, I'm glad when we had Corey on blue notes last week, Richie, you pointed out skating for Layton. It's just, it seems like, seems like just a really great program and a gateway, a uh, great way to get uh, uh, female uh, uh, youths in uh, Arizona involved in the game of hockey. Yeah, thank you yeah. for bringing that up, Tom. Um, I um, so I can we can talk about it really quickly. So there's what we're trying to do here. Uh, Lindsay Fry, who is now one of the broadcasters for the Coyotes, she is essentially the um, the president, I guess, of the girls hockey organization here in Arizona. They're called the Arizona Kachinas, and what she's going to be doing is later this month here, I believe, actually in a couple weeks, she's going to be skating rollerblading across the Phoenix Valley to essentially raise awareness for this very um, Leighton Cardo scholarship fund. And like you said, Tom, um, all this money is going to go into a scholarship fund for girls who maybe can't afford to play hockey at a young age. That's where this money is going to go is to get more girls playing the sport. The goal here is to raise $49,000 right now, as we're recording on a Sunday afternoon, they're about two thirds of the way there. Over thirty-one thousand dollars raised so far. Um, I put in my donation. I donated forty-nine dollars because if you donate forty-nine dollars, which is was Layton's number uh, with the Kachinas, um, they sent you a really cool-looking shirt um, that's got like uh, her catchphrase: "Skate hard, have fun, hockey fights cancer," and her name on the back. It's really cool. Uh, and the links are out on our Twitter page and, and all that stuff. And it's uh, the Coyotes website too. And uh, yeah, that's what we're doing this for and uh, trying to raise money for that. So it's a great, great idea, a great cause by the Coyotes. And uh, if you want to follow along, yeah, like I said, Lindsay's going to be doing the skating across the Valley here later this month. So, And to our Blue Notes viewers and listeners, we'll drop the link in our uh, description mm-hmm. as well for you to donate and check out as well. But And Wax can back me up on this. This was a cause that kind of, you know, hit home for us because, of course, we had Layla Anderson, you know, mm-hmm. you know, brave little girl, super blues fan, uh, finding a very rare, um, uh, you know, bone marrow. Basically, she needed a, a bone marrow donation to, for to save her life, essentially. She got it. She's doing great nowadays. She's actually playing hockey herself now, which is great. She's like 10 or 11 years old. And it's it was cool to see her like, you know, suit up and, you know, skate on the ice. And, uh, you know, it was just when we heard about Layton's story, it just kind of like brought back those old Layla memories for us. Oh, Layla and then can't forget about Ari as well. Before that, that's her right. Great connection with uh, with Vladimir Tarasenko. And I actually believe it was with the trip where they played in Arizona that she was a part of that uh, during the casino night. Uh, Tarasenko bought that package so Ari could go with him as well. So uh, Ari, Layla, any other kid that that gets this kind of support and has to go through these sorts of things, we we want to do our best to support them as much as possible. Absolutely love it. Thank you guys for joining in with us, and thank you for suggesting to um, do this in the first place because it's um, it's very unfortunate that um, you know she's no longer with us. So um, anything we can do to keep that memory going is the greatest thing we can possibly do. And, and now that you mentioned that, like, is there a bias with like the blues of bringing, doing special nights when they go to Arizona? Because I feel like they do father's night in Arizona, like every single year, like even I've been in the um, uh, downstairs there where the uh, locker rooms are in like, you know, you have like a whole mob of dads just waiting for their, players every single and I feel like it's like every single time they're in Arizona I don't know why 
they choose Arizona, maybe they just really like being in Scottsdale. I don't know, but like it's gotta be the I golf. Feel like there's a bias. Golf, I yeah, golf. lots of golf. Yeah. yeah. Well, golf in Canada. And I, I think the macro reason is because you know it helps make those West Coast road trips a little more bearable, I guess, for the players. I think the micro reason, though, is to give the players something to smile about because they always get the shit kicked out of them by the Coyotes every single freaking time. So it, it gives us something to, you know, actually feel good about when we go to Arizona. So in other words, you're not <laughs> feeling good about the past two games. No, no. And Wags can verify that it's been it, playing the Coyotes is pain. E- e- even the game we won last week felt like pulling teeth. I mean, it just, I don't know what it is about the Coyotes wags. They just, they, 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 they just, they stuff us in a locker every time we see them. I don't know if it's the style of play or, you know, going back to the conversation we had last week with Corey, I mean, it's the frustration level. I think yeah. if, if the Coyotes get under your skin. They frustrate you. They don't back down. And that's something I think the blues pride themselves on is they don't back down. They try to get underneath your skin. And that's what, you know, the coyotes have done to the blues. They get under their skin. They don't look at the blues and go, Oh, we should be scared of you. It's no, we're going to compete with you and we're going to get under your skin and we're going to drive you absolutely fucking nuts <laughs> for the entire game. And that, and then that's exactly what they do. Eight their coyotes are eight and four against the blues or actually, actually eight and three. I'm sorry. Eight and three over the last 11 games. And you outscored us 38 to 23, which is, uh, which is suboptimal. For for the for blues fans. Wow, that's tough to do for the Coyotes. I feel like they're not the highest scoring of teams. So that's that's pretty impressive to have that kind of a goal differential against a team that won the Stanley Cup two years ago. Like that makes me really happy for the next three games. You know, it well, seems like it seems like no matter what sport it is, every team just has that one canker sore that they just can't deal with, you know, every time they face them. Like when I when I did public address for the University of Notre Dame soccer, for instance. I remember walking into the press box pretty excited that, oh, we're going to take on Northwestern today. You know, we, you know, they're a pretty, you know, lousy program. We're going to kick their ass right. And everyone in the press box looked at me like I was insane. And then lo and behold, Northwestern beat Notre Dame that night two to one. It just, for some reason, Notre Dame can't face, can't beat Northwestern. Even though Northwestern is a very middling program and Notre Dame's always like top 25. It's just, it's weird how teams have those teams that shouldn't own them but they do and it's i i i just i i can't figure it out i can't figure it out at all well that's actually it's it's quite nice for us to be honest with you because of how many uh scoring lulls the team has had and the fact that you know i i told you and when i went on your show that one of my biggest problems was clayton keller and clayton keller came out of last game with a goal and an assist so i am uh, quite happy about that so yeah. it it took him going to uh his hometown in order to finally show up so we're quite excited about the fact that the something can actually get the coyotes going in a forward motion and it always seems to be you guys and it's interesting why that you said that um their style of play because there is a very similar style of play between the yes. blues and the coyotes and you have to wonder if that's why there is an ability to frustrate them in the fact that they're playing a team that's essentially, uh, they don't have as much size, but it is essentially the same team style of play team as them. Yeah, it's kind of weird, Wags, and you kind of explained this, like, you know, the Predators give us trouble and they play a similar style. Dallas gives us trouble and they play a similar style. It's like, if, 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 we're, we're, playing, if we're playing the mirror image of ourselves, Wags, we have issues. 
Yeah, totally, 100%. I mean, you see that every time. If you have a mirror, you're you're basically doing the same thing. I, I'm a huge Futurama fan, and there was an episode where they go into a, a separate universe, and Leela is beating her, trying to beat herself up, but they're doing the exact same thing, so all they're doing is just hitting each other's fists. That's exactly what it feels like when you play these teams that have the same style. You're basically hitting each other in the same exact spots and nothing is really getting done. One team will eventually make an adjustment and something will crack a goal will slip in like that Keller goal yesterday. And that's the difference in the game. It's not like these games are like wildly outscoring one way or the other. Yeah. A couple of them have been for the most part, they're like one goal games. So it's really just that one small moment that happens that pushes the game one way or the other because these two teams are so similar. And another thing that helps is the fact that the Blues power play right now is an absolute mess. I mean, what happened in the offseason, their their power play guru from last season, uh, Mark Savard, uh, the former Boston Bruin, he decided that he wanted to spend more time with his family and he decided to resign. He hasn't popped up anywhere else, you know, since. And he had the Blues power play running like an absolute machine last year. And they were like top five in the league last year. Everything was clicking. Now we're the third worst in the NHL without him. We have Jim Montgomery, the former uh, Dallas Stars coach, running it. It's clearly not working. And against the Coyotes, the Blues were 0-13 on the power play against the Coyotes. They are 4 for 40 overall. That's not going to get it done. And it's, it's you know, as as much as I, I think the, the Coyotes' style of play played into these last couple of games, there's also... I think the blues are having some fundamental issues, you know, in terms of um, there, there's a bit of a motivation issue. I think with some players, uh, coach Bruby's called out not directly, but has called out some players for uh lackadaisical play. That's his word. Um, there's that issue. And then it's just, this team is talented. I mean, they've, they, they're not, if you look at the, look at the record in the standings, they're still doing fine, but it's just, I feel they're kind of getting by on talent and talent alone. The, the effort has been kind of lacking there in some areas. And it's, uh, uh, I can tell Ruby's getting frustrated. Uh, Corey, can we, we should discuss the Coyotes PK for a minute. Um, Cause I was really worried about it coming into the season. And I, I don't think Corey, I don't think we talked about it leading up to this season as much as some other things, but between last season and this season, the Cowboys lost two of their best penalty killers in Michael Grabner and Derek Stepan, right? Grabner's still a free agent, hasn't signed on anywhere. And Derek Stepan wants out of Ottawa already and wants to come back, you know, <laughs> to the West Coast here already um, to be closer to his family. I don't blame them. They just had a, yeah. a, a new baby here recently, too. So I was worried about how the penalty kill would look this season because there's there was so much change there. And, and Bill Armstrong, the new GM, obviously – wants to really remake this team and remake the image of the team to be a little bit more harder edge, a little tougher, a little harder to play against, basically kind of in a way modeled after his tenure with the blues, I think in, in a way, so that you guys know that that style that Bill Armstrong, I think wants to bring to the coyotes. And so the coyotes have played some really talented power plays this year, right? They've played the golden Knights for four games and now they played the, the St. Louis blues for three. So set, Half their season has been against teams with really talented players up front on their power play, and they've stopped them, right? The Kyrie's PK is top five in the league. They have the best road penalty kill in the entire NHL. And it's – I can't believe they've been this good with how many changes they've been through. And, and Corey, over the last couple games even, they've lost a couple of their penalty killers in Lawson Krause 
and Christian Fisher have been out of the lineup against all three games against St. Louis. And they're two pretty big keys in terms of their, their penalty kill, especially Lawson Krause. He's, I think he's a really great penalty killer. And the fact that they were able to not allow a power play goal the entire in the first three games of the series is really, you can, you can make an argument that that's the biggest reason the Coyotes were able to win. Cause there were several times in the course of those, those, the three game series so far where if the blues score a power play goal, right. Cause like you talked about for the most part, those last two games, the Coyotes won, they were one goal games, right? So if the blues are able to score one of those power play goals and either get the lead get the lead in any one of those games, the game changes, I think. And they, you force the Coyotes to to play that style that they're not good at, which is chasing the puck everywhere because you're down a goal. Whereas, you know, when they're up, like we saw in in that third game on on a Saturday, when the Coyotes are, are – they have that lead, they're able to continue to play that style, and and they did it perfectly well. But, I, I mean, Corey, I think the, the penalty kill has really been one of the most impressive things about the Coyotes this year – other than, of course, the short leash line, which, oh, mm, my God, I can watch them for, for days. The short leash line is what we call the line of Nick Schmaltz, Clayton Keller, and Connor Garland. They have been just, oh, mm, oh, my God, they're sexy. They're so fun to watch. Uh, who was it? Was it, I think it was Jeremy Roenick was actually tweeting out about how underrated uh, Connor Garland is uh, yesterday, and it, it's so accurate. He's completely underrated, I think, in the NHL. And the fact that he has performed so well for this team. And as I was saying, like on your guys' podcast, he is kind of carrying the energy of this team this season. And it's um, really amazing to see that line and seeing how they all work out and everything. But speaking of Twitter, one of the things that had popped out before the game um, yesterday, as, as we're recording on Sunday, um, the... Andrew from um, Vegas Nightly. I always feel like it, I always forget if it's the, the like the, it's Vegas Nightly, right? They they had that whole weekly thing for uh, at one point. And so um, I believe I believe I believe they're the douche canoes. <laughs> the douche canoes, yes, the ones that I that, that were in the douche canoe um, had tweeted at us saying that they were rooting for us um, for their own personal benefit. And yeah. you gave me a platform to um, spread some ill will amongst um, THPN. So I want to give you some space for that since you were basically called out in that situation. You know, it is adorable seeing new uh, fans of hockey uh, trying to, you know, lay down some chirps and, you know, trying to lay down some snipes. And they're they're trying to get under our skin here in, in St. Louis. And... Uh, as we have a plane coming through here, it's somewhere. Um, anyway, yeah, it's it's. Here's the thing with the Vegas Knightley guys. Okay, they 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 took our captain, they took our star defenseman this offseason, Alex Petrangelo. They're kind of cocky about that, but at the same time, we signed Tori Krug from Boston this offseason, replaced him, and you know what? Based on the performance so far at this point of the season, I will take Tori Krug over Alex Petrangelo. Eight points in 12 games. He's a plus 10 for the Blues. Petro, four points, seven games, plus two. And oh, yeah, he got COVID as well. So, uh, you know, advantage Blues in that regard there. Now, I, as far as as far as Andrew goes, look, he he's going to try to get under our skin all season long. And we're just, we're, Wags, we're not going to take the bait on this, are we? 
No, because I, I, I've got one thing, and there's really only one thing that you need to say about this. Uh, Tom, t- turn around and point to that banner you have behind you. Oh, you mean you mean yeah. this one here? See, we Stanley got Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, we, yeah. we actually we actually won it when we went there. Unlike Vegas, and, and they had to take the captain of that team to prove that they might actually have a chance at getting back there. So, you know what? I, I, we've got the banner, we've got the cup. That, that's all that really needs to be said about that. And until you win one, you're you're right behind us. Sorry. Because just like the federal government, throwing money at your problems always solves everything. <laughs> Hashtag doggy coin or whatever it's called. What's it called? Dogecoin. Doge Thank you. Yeah, I don't know anything coin. about that. I like either. it better. It's doggy coin. Doggy coin. You, you know what? That, that, then we, we need we need to set up like a competing crypto to Dogecoin called doggy coin. And and really just throw the market off. I mean, I mean more than it bowl, is the puppy bowls today, and it's one of the it's puppy coin. The Super Bowl. It's the highest rated program on Super Bowl Sunday. So I mean, you got the Super Bowl and you got the puppy bowl. So how can you not have yeah. doggy coin and not be successful? It's just Corey, it's you're not. Corey, you're Maybe not a part of our of our of our gambling um, thread on Slack, are you? Well, well, I'm in it. I see what you. What you degenerates put in there? It's, a, it's bad. I just don't comment. In it. Um, I'm so just yeah, a silent s- creeper. You see that? That's pretty much all. All but all of THP and does is at this point. It's never usually about gambling. There was a good like four or five day stretch where like Tom was a part of it. Uh, Nick Floor from the Sharks was uh, hockey troll. That's all they would talk about is all yeah. of the all of the. Um, uh, meme stocks, I believe, is what they've been calling out. I just, yep. I just was watching it. I was just like, "You fucking idiots, man! What are you doing?" Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, it, you, it, don't, it, you don't even know, Richie. Some of your friends. Oh, that was literally all of Scotty's group text. So, um, Richie is also friends with my boyfriend and um, all of his friends, and they have these massive group texts. Like, I would, it would drive me insane to be a part of them because they go off all the time. Well, and it w- that is all they talked about in them, and uh. Richie, Scotty tried to be a part of it, but mm-hmm. uh, Robin Hood wouldn't let him. So yeah. if you <laughs> want to call people out, go right ahead and call. Saving Scotty money. Like, You're welcome, Scotty. You don't have to get in on that Well, he anymore. was going to do AMC. I mean, AMC is kind of smart. People are going to be going back to movie theaters eventually. Anyways, their, their <laughs> stock is. Yeah, it, well, it is gone way to. downhill. It has. Well, after. The- all of this, I'm sure it will, because it literally went from where everyone was trying to raise it and like hold it to they wouldn't let people put money into it. Yeah, and so that. everyone started freaking out. Yeah, it's AMC. down to six dollars and ninety cents. Nice. Yes, exactly. And at, and at one point it was at least double that, you know, within mm-hmm. the last week or so. That's how volatile this thing is. Look, it, it was so weird following that Slack because it, it's called Gambling Degenerates and it was just for like sports bettors, you know, okay, you know, people that, you know, you know, that can bet on sports legally or otherwise. And um, then all of a sudden everyone became a stock market expert. And in, 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 in like a day, it was like almost overnight, it was. Nick Floor, I kind of got into it a little bit just because, hey, it's fun. And I already had money in in, in Robinhood. I had Robinhood uh, like in 2017 when Dogecoin first started. And I put I decided to put in like I just decided to buy five bucks worth of Dogecoin because why not? It was fun. And then I completely forgot I had the app altogether. And I forgot about that account altogether until now. And then I opened up my account. I had $70 in it because Dogecoin went up to six cents from the 
0.0004 it was when I <laughs> bought into it. So, you know, I, I, I played a little bit for a couple of days. You know, I, I, I stayed mostly in Dogecoin. Uh, I bought like two or three AMC stocks. And then once they started nosediving, I think I got out at about nine bucks. I still made a profit, but it was, uh, you know, and, and I pulled all my Dogecoin money out as well. But it's just like, man, it's like, you know, for the, 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 the initial fight there was you know fight against these hedge funds you know that go in and destroy companies and whose sole existence is to profit off of despair and then it just became a hard lesson of okay the stock market's more complex than that um maybe we shouldn't go so crazy on this so it's a a hard lesson i did enjoy though that someone compared it to um the ants in bugs life where they all (laughs) like got together and went against the grasshoppers because I felt that like it was very accurate. It and was. I, it was David versus Goliath. That's, that's basically think, that was a hook. And I think it finally showed that basically millennials could destroy the world if they tried just by making <laughs> memes. Yeah, but that what, is so what, what millennial wants to get up before you know one in the afternoon and actually put some work in? I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Well, we, for one, we're recording this, you know, at 12.30 our time. And I don't consider myself a millennial. Come on. We're, we're barely millennials. Well, okay? yeah. we're, 30, we're, gonna... we're, we're 35. We're, it counts. I was going to say, how how old are you? When's the cutoff? I always have to look this up. When's the cutoff? It's 1979. See, that's not I thought it was 82. I thought it was 82. Even then. I'm going to look this up. Yeah, we're 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 getting the official answer right now, but I we're we're very high like like end of the spectrum millennials. We're like we're almost like in betweeners. I always kind of felt like growing up, like we weren't Gen X, you know, we were you know like young kids when the Gen X generation was going on and alternative music was the thing. And then it's like, well, when we got to high school, it's like, wait, we don't have our thing, you know, we're we're just kind of there. And then eighty one to ninety six. Eighty one. Oh, okay. 81 that that works so we're we're older millennials I, but i i'm kind of with wags i don't consider myself a true millennial if oh, that because makes we, sense. we had everything before technology and after technology i mean we exactly were, we're, we're pre and post internet we've got the we, best of both worlds we went to school when having a laptop or a smartphone or even a regular ass old-fashioned cell phone in class would get confiscated and they were, they were just, it was very anti-technology altogether when I went to school. I don't know how draconian it was for you guys, but it was pretty, pretty it's bad the for us. not that as much as you think, because it was the same way. I didn't, I don't think I had a, a cell phone until I was a freshman in high school. And I was yeah. like, a, it was a flip phone. I didn't even barely know how to use it. So like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah I, mine, mine had a pink case on it. Everyone called it the Barbie phone because it had a pink case on it. And I. <laughs> I always lived through that. So wait, I didn't realize it was through 96. That feels yeah. like, I felt like it went later than that. Yeah, I thought, it, I, I thought it literally went up to 2000. No, I, it's. Because I think like, I think Generation Z is what, 96 and on. And that's, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people get confused at what millennials actually are. Like, I think we're blaming everything on a group that considers themselves millennials but are actually not millennials like the millennial generation is our age but generation Mm -hmm. z is the one that really is what we're going after but it's because the it was the the crossover into 2000 the new millennium that's where i think people get that oh they're the millennials but really we're the millennials but we're not the ones that are actually being blamed for everything and being called millennials 
Yeah, if you never got yelled at while you were on the com- on the internet because your parent was trying to talk on the phone, then you Mom, ah, get off the phone. <laughs> Dial then... up, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Then you don't 56K know. 56k for life. I didn't realize I was this close to the edge, though. I'm 94. Really? I'm only two You're 94 years, years from old. The edge. You're 94 years old. <laughs> you man. <laughs> I'm 94 years old. You got That's great genetics. <laughs> thank you thank you yeah no i'm 26 so that's why i didn't know i was that close to the to the edge on there richie's three years older than me so all these young no pups idea. these young pups these kids yeah, these no. days destroying our destroying our applebees and our chilies uh applebees <laughs> does that to themselves have you ever yeah. tried their one dollar margaritas or whatever it was what did, what did we have richie that we did not feel good afterwards was it margaritas what oh, were they i would like to point that out that i was there with you but i did not indulge i had i think i oh. drank beer that night but yeah it was like one dollar margaritas um, I, I imagine i imagine it would taste what a one dollar margarita should taste like which is probably crap it was the it aftermath from what terrible. I understand. Yes. Yeah, it didn't taste terrible. It just did not did not sit well. Oh, they, they, you think they might slip something in there to a little something extra or? Well, no, no. I, and I, I didn't feel as bad as the guys did, but all of the guys that drank it, they were like on the toilet for the next like day. <laughs> oh, no. Expired yeah. alcohol. <laughs> That's probably that. That might have been what it was. Well, actually. and then a video came out the next day that they just like dump, like dump it all in like a big bucket, like a bucket from Home Depot, and they take like a big thing of, um, you, you know, like the big thing that you buy like from Costco for um, the margarita mix, and then they just pour in like a giant thing of alcohol, and then they just mix it all together in this bucket. Oh, that, that sounds tasty, Wags. Mm. Not, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. That's that's like jungle juice and and all that. It's you got to be real careful with that. No, and you never drink the jungle juice. This is the thing that like people. So my best friend's uh, boyfriend was in a frat in college, and I'm so I went to a fair amount of like th- that certain frats parties because I just went with her. And every single time the girls like would take the jungle juice, I'm like. Why are you taking that? And then I, w- I would even ask like him, I go, hey, what is in that? Like, did you see them make it today? And he goes, I have no idea. Don't drink it. Don't touch it. It's fine. And, and he was in the frat. He's like, I, I don't know what's in it. Don't even worry about it. Just just <laughs> stay with what's what's in our apartment and don't go outside of that. And I was like, okay. It, yeah, some brave friends. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not, I got uh, yeah, uh, I want to transition back to hockey for a moment. Um, <laughs> oh, that, that thing. That thing. Yeah. Okay. We were trying to stop thinking about it because of the, the, the results of the last few days, but go ahead. Yeah, this was this was cathartic. Yeah, I want, to come, I want to come back to it because um, first thing I want to ask you guys about, I want to get your opinion on, is the only reason the Coyotes and Blues are playing six games in a row to begin with is because the NHL can't get its head out of its ass when it comes to its COVID protocol. So – I, I'm curious what you guys think. Like, is the what can the NHL do to try and fit this entire season in without missing any games? Because Corey and I talked about this on our last show too. That it's just they're fucked, right? Because there's no way in hell some of these teams are going to be able to get in all 56 games. You're going to have teams that are playing five, six games more than everybody else. So yeah. the only thing you can really do is go off a of points percentage. 
And uh, it's it's just a whole ass mess. And you know damn well there's going to be more cancellations because it's just yeah. not going to get any better. It's because the schedule is so condensed anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's really tough. And I'll let Wax take this one, but I'll just note that the Blues are the only team in the league this year that has not had anyone on the COVID protocol list. Dude, where's yet. the where where you got you can't do that, man. We got where's the wood? <laughs> and you have no wood in there? I mean, come on. I'll I'll knock for you. Here, I'm looking at a wooden desk. Oh, there. Man. there you go. I, I knocked I knocked on it for you. Look, look at look as, but as Richie said, Wax, it, it's gonna happen it at is. some point. It, just, it is you gotta accept it. But then again, keep in mind a, a few blues players, at least I think six of them had COVID during the Canucks series when they, and, and they returned to play and they were kind of they they did not play very well. So maybe the team most of the teams had it already. We just don't know. Yeah, but I, I believe everything after 90 days, you get you're susceptible to getting it back again. So the fact that we're that pa- far past it, don't yeah. ruin my narrative like that. <laughs> the the thing we've dealt with this here in St. Louis though, because of the Cardinals. You know, the Cardinals went through the same sort of thing where they lost a bunch of the season. They ended up getting into the playoffs because of percentage points. They didn't play. Billikens, Billikens are having the same issue. Uh, the the Blues even. I mean, they had COVID in the bubble, so we've all gone through this. And I, I think the thing that you have to realize is that we should never have gone into this season expecting a complete full season. And it's not so much that they're doing things wrong or, or anything like that. Everybody's going to get it at some point. It's going to, it's going to hit you whether you're doing everything correctly or something incorrectly. It's somehow it's going to find its way in. And we just have to realize that the, it, the season's not going to end fully. It, it's going to be percentage points. Everybody's going to have some sort of effect of it at some point this year we just have to, to live with that and really it's about stopping the widespread thing you know limit it contain it the marlins the cardinals they had widespread covid outbreak uh the baltimore ravens had the same sort of thing but if you're able to kind of contain that and mm-hmm. stop that spread among other teams you're going to be okay it, it's not going to be perfect it's not going to be pretty but they're going to get enough games in to make the season at least worthwhile. Uh, yeah, they're taking away the the glass from behind the benches. I mean, really, what's that going to do? Yeah, it's going to open up some circulation. But in all honesty, you're removing one particle of glass. What, what's really that going to do? So I don't know if there's anything that the NHL can really do that's going to prevent it from happening again. I, I think we just have to just live with the fact that it's kind of out of our hands and, and just do the best that we can. Do the, do the recommended things. You know, wear a mask when you're around people. Wash your hands. Whether you believe what you're doing is going to stop it or not, if these are the recommendations, at least just say, hey, I'm going to do it when in public. If they don't want to do it in private, that's on them. And if they get sick, that's on them. But when you're the face uh, of an organization, a league, your role models, at least just do the, the small basic things. And at least you can say you did what you can. And if it hits you, it hits you. It's just the world we're living in right now. But at the same time there, I do feel that some teams you have a lot of pressure on them to get the season in like, you know, and you're still going to get some bad actors and things that happen that, you know, they could have curbed it earlier, but didn't like, for instance, Vegas, you know, the, during the uh, game, the Tuesday game against uh, Vegas, uh, they had to bring in the Henderson silver knights coaching staff to coach that team and then the gm was the head coach of that team because the entire coaching staff had covid but they still went ahead with the game and thankfully it was only petro that got caught into the uh the covid protocol 
the whole team seems to be fine now. But it's like to like looking back on that now, it's like that really risky to do that because the coaching staff's gonna be around the players. And if they're if they all got if they all have tested positive for COVID, it's just really, really responsible, uh, irresponsible of them to play that game going forward. And unfortunately, we're I think we're in a league and I think we're in a world right now where it's like you, you almost need bad actors like that to learn from and, and learn from our mistakes going forward. Um, it's unfortunate that we have to be like that, but it's just, again, combined with the pressure of getting a something that resembles a season in, um, I, I think you're still going to have some issues like what happened with Vegas and the potential spread. But like you said, though, they, they learned from it as well. You know, the coaching Hopefully. staff, they, they still played the game. But after we after that happened, we've seen a bunch more cancellations with just even vague contact tracing issues or things like that. Some of the yeah. other games that were canceled, they never even got the, the series started. So I think you can actually take a look at that and go, look, this is what they tried. They thought they could make it work. It didn't. Well, now we're going to be extra cautious. And if there's even a hint of it, we're going to kind of postpone things and and move the schedule around. And yeah, the schedule is compact, but it's not as compact as what the Major League Baseball schedule was like last year where teams are playing almost every single day. There's still room to make this work. There's still ways to maneuver things around to get most of these games in. It's once again about stopping the spread as much as possible. So yeah, you may have a, a week or two where five, six teams may have their games canceled, but because there's still a little bit of wiggle room in the schedule, you're going to be able to make it up. Yeah, you may have a bunch of weeks where you have teams playing four of the six or seven, or four to five days during that week, but at least you can still technically get it in. Yeah, that's that was one of the things that was interesting when the, everything first came down. Richie and I were talking about it, and and Richie was saying, you know, um, that someone was was coming to him and saying that like with so much padding that is involved in in hockey, wouldn't it be harder for the spread? And and my first response was well, what's the one thing that they're telling everyone to do, which is wear a mask? And what is the one part of your body that's not covered up in hockey? It's your face. So um, if someone on a team gets it, it's very difficult in a sport like hockey to not spread it, basically, because you're breathing all over people all the time. And um, it's going to be something that the the league is going to have to deal with. Um there's always the idea of, I guess, the league possibly get uh, vaccines, but then I guess that always ends up going into the fact of would people want to get the vaccine? Um, how quickly could they get them out? And would that be taking it away from other people? And would that be a bad PR move on the league? So that, uh, before we get into the cupcake challenge, I wanted to kind of pose that to you guys and uh, one other question. So what what do you guys think of that whole idea of, vaccines being issued to players in order to try and help stop the spread? Do you think it would actually do anything? Would it be more of a bad PR move on the league's part? What do you think? I I think that it would, while it would be ideal for the league and the players to get as many people, uh, many of its, their own vaccinated as possible. And we're, we're dealing with a massive vaccine shortage nationwide though. And they would effectively be skipping the line over you know the more vulnerable parts of our population and i think it would send a very bad message to you know not just you know uh you know america but really you know canada as well and and hockey fans everywhere that hey if you've got the money and if you've got a priority you know that isn't health related you can jump the line too and you can get vaccinated i think it'd be a really bad message i think it'd be very irresponsible and I've always said for the longest time, hockey players are the most blue collar, normal, down to earth people that are 
professional athletes. And I can guarantee you, even if they wanted to have the vaccine, I think a good majority of them would say, look, I don't want to have that perception of being someone that's jumped the line to be able to play a sport, to make millions of dollars, to, to support my family. They're, they're getting paid. That, that's what it is. Whether they play or not right now, they're getting paid. So I think they're going to want to run the, you know, take the risk in a sense of being able to provide some entertainment from people, still be able to provide for their family and, and do their best to protect themselves. I mean, I, I do know one guy that probably wouldn't get the vaccine even if it was offered. And that's, you know, Mr. D'Angelo over in San Jose, <laughs> but that's a, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story. So yeah, I, I think it'd be a bad move. Uh, it'd be a bad look. The, the only way I could see it being something that they would do is if by them, getting a vaccine just like the the covid test in the bubble for every covid vaccine that goes out five additional vaccines go to somebody that actually you know needs it if, if they were able to some way parlay that that for one vaccine for a player five people that may not have been able to get it right now would be able to get it. if they could find some way to work that out but because of that vaccine shortage that's not even anywhere close to reality exactly mm-hmm. i I just, I just think the players should try to soldier through this season as, as much as they can. As Wax said, you know, wash hands, social distance, be responsible, wear a damn mask, don't go partying, you know, in between games or anything like that. And, you know, they're, they're Johnson & Johnson's vaccine, it's a one-shotter. It's about to hit them, and they're about to get FDA approval. You're going to get more vaccines as the year goes on. And if you're hoping to have a normal 2021-22 season, you know, that starts, you know, at around the normal time, hopefully by then there will be enough vaccine to where they can get in on it, you know, because eventually the supply is going to catch up to demand. It's just, you know, the rollout's been kind of slow. But now you're going to have another vaccine on the market. I think it would be the best in their best interest, you know, not just from a personal move, but a PR move to wait like everyone else. And um, on a bit of a lighter note, so since we um, are going to see each other six times in a row, it's basically like we are playing for the Stanley Cup. And I had made a joke about the fact that we we may want to name this thing. Like, in the very mm. end, what would you name it? The Keller Cup. That was that was mine. That was mine too. Yeah, so he's... we have two votes for the Keller Cup. What do you got, Wags? Oh, I mean that that sounds pretty damn accurate i mean I, I at this point right now I'm, I'm i'm having trouble on the spot thinking of something but go ahead i, I you got another one there's also the kachuk cup right it sounds like you're choking kachuk in general doesn't roll off the tongue very well we made the, the deal with him for years the gold schmidt cup mm, but it's but that's that, it, it's that's baseball though that'd be you know if the, if the cardinals and d-backs from that situation definitely Definitely. Congratulations on Nolan Arenado, by the way. Hey, uh, hey, hey, honestly, thank you to the NL West because you, yeah, really. the NL God, West has God done so much you. for us. God bless every one of you, seriously, for being so generous to not just give us your best players, but give us money for taking yeah. your best players. What the fuck is Colorado doing? Oh, my I God. We'll save that, for the, save that for the baseball podcast, but Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, we're ready for some Arenado here in St. Louis for sure. The, St. Louis is where ground balls go to die thanks to Arenado and Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are two gold glovers right there. All right, are you are you guys ready? Uh, we're right, getting close to the. All right, we we oh. we we danced around it enough, Wags. Dang. This is this is this is the moment of truth. Yeah, put them put them full screen, Corey. Get rid of us. Ah. Yeah. 
boy. You have to remember that I have to now remember how to do this. <laughs> how do I do it with just the two of them? I don't, I don't just, know. Just, I just, think you just have to remove yourselves. Yeah, hover oh, over your oh, icon and oh, there you go. damn good job. Oh, boy. All right. Floor is ours. We, Are you right? Yeah, we, 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 we can't botch this now. So. Ah. All right. All right. All right. Here we go again. I, again, just just in case, you know, for the socials here, uh, when we cut this later, cookies and cream from Schnooks. Yours is just a generic chocolate, white frosting and sprinkles on top. All right. And then wh how's your entry? What, what What's your technique? I think I'm going to go icing in first and I'm just going to shove it in. OK, I'm doing what I call the wedge, okay. which is it will be eventually icing first, but it'll start like around here and then tip in. So All here right. we go. Uh, cheers, Wax. Cheers. cheers. Ding. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of you, Wax. I really am. Awful. Chris is going to be waiting for the audio podcast. <laughs> I think we, mm. I think we have to do every show like this now. Yeah, totally. Oh hello, man! Hello and welcome to Blue Notes. Mm. Oh, mm. water it is! Wow, Darth Vader saved me. Thank you, Darth, for being a friend. Oh, all right, we did it. <laughs> Darth Vader and being a friend. Can you imagine Darth Vader set to the Golden Girl, Golden Girls theme song? <laughs> oh God, that 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 would be like a Soka Tano show. <laughs> Thank you for being my my uh, mentor. <laughs> oh, is it as bad as it looked? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, that someone may find that some to be some like ASMR or something right there. It was just literally <laughs> like uh, cupcake chewing because you guys had your mic so close. It was actually kind of great. It was pretty funny. Richie and I were laughing pretty hard, actually. There we go. That was actually, both of you guys did a great job. Um, Wags, I think, kind of did what I did, which was it was kind of tough to fit everything in, so you like, had to stuff it in. Yep. So that's a, that's a nice move. Um, and then, yeah, Tom, I think that you, that was great. Yeah, I... It. I kind of I kind of took the approach of it like trying to like move a couch in a very tight hallway like in a tight pivot. angle pivot 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 yes and that that's that's yeah <laughs> luckily it worked luckily it worked I did not get any sort of frosting on my face so I feel that I have um I feel I deserve a gold star for to, that to be honestly. fair to be fair it almost looked like you didn't have a whole lot of frosting on yours. Mine was loaded with frosting. I think you got lucky in the sense that you had light icing on yours. Just just a, a point of contention on my part. Well, draw, send your complaints to the <laughs> Schnooks Bakery Department, you know, okay, for that one, okay? I, I took what they gave me, okay? I could, you know, ne next time next time we do this, I'll, like, I'll like spray some... Uh, um, ready whip or uh, something. Uh, yeah. so, so, yes, exactly. Some ready whip on it next time to make you happy. How about that, Wags? <laughs> That'll work. I said that's remember, a good point because cupcakes, friend. So watch the cupcakes it. Corey and I had were were very icing heavy. There was a lot of icing on there. I was looking for the cupcake that had like just an, an insane amount of icing, but turns out that cupcakes are kind of popular in St. Louis this time of year for some reason. So <laughs> well, I didn't find yeah. any. Dearbergs had a bunch of the jillies 
cupcakes, uh, like the 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 gourmet ones. The, I mean, oh, yeah. these are, these things are like as big as your yeah. head, kind of cupcakes. What look, that's what I was looking for, and they and Shooks didn't have any. You gotta go to Deerberg's, man. Yeah, I guess I guess there we go. If you're watching on Blue Notes and you're listening to St. Louis area Deerberg's over Schnooks Bakery Department, there you go. That's our yeah, so congratulations, guys. And there's the there. That's that's what we're doing this for right there. Yep. Scale for Layton. We'll make our donations here after the show, and uh, uh, glad to do it. And the key is you have to swallow the frosting before you ever start going and trying to eat the cake. I discovered yeah. that when I did it was because uh, otherwise there's there's too much going on there. You, and but although you could have done it the way the cat did it, she like separated it into two halves and then put it in her cheeks like a like a chipmunk. Interesting. So kind of like the uh, the the Kobayashi hot dog thing, where like at the Nathan's <clears throat> um, hot dog eating contest, he snaps it in half and then kind of does it like that. I didn't even know that was an option. So I'll have to remember that. Yeah, so that was I I went for swallowing the frosting first and then just going after the cake, which which I feel like was the second best option. Um, and then cats was probably the most efficient putting in her cheeks. Um, I don't know if Richie had a plan or if he just went for it. I don't know. <laughs> Did you? I no, I didn't have a plan. I just I just stuffed it all in there and did my best to chew everything. That's the perfect guy answer right there. Didn't have without, a man, just went for it. Without choking. No instructions. Uh, I, think I, I think I did a pretty good job of it, but. Yeah, you survived. I mean, that, that, that's, what, that's what counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did, I did two challenges within a week. Because um, I'm assuming you guys saw the Choco challenge I did. Oh, man, that was oh, rough. Oh, yeah, that was rough. And uh, I almost died, but uh, I'm glad I'm <laughs> here. For, for real? <laughs> Excuse me. He well, he started going. You could tell because Richie's relatively like, like calm when he's doing stuff like this. He'll he'll sit there and he'll just be like, "Oh, this, this isn't bad. This this just tastes like chocolate." He just kind of does one of those, and then all of a sudden, you just started hearing him go, "Ooh, ooh, this is hot." This it looks like and you could it, see the panic on his face. Like it slowly it, started to get worse. If you had the sound out for that, you would think that Richie was giving birth for 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 a moment there. <laughs> It looked like he was having contractions. <laughs> Congrats he on your new baby, Richie. Going down quick. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh man, yeah, uh, you're, you're you're braver man than we are on that one. I, I will I will concede that to you. Uh, yep. we, we we will pass on the Chaco challenge. Well, I we think. got we've got medical reasons why we can't do that. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's that, true. That, that's what we're hiding behind. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're playing the medical card on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I I if. It even says that in the warnings. You read the warning, Corey, right? When we were doing it, and it was like, "Do not do this if you have any medical issues or something." Yeah, so. yeah. It said, um, "It said pregnant breastfeeding." So I asked him first if he was pregnant or breastfeeding. So you were close on the whole baby thing, and then, um, and then it said if you have any, I think, serious medical conditions. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. and he asked, "Does it specify?" And I said, "No." And he's like, "Because he was saying that basically he had some mental." issues for doing this challenge in the first place which i can't disagree with <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to argue against that 
but it raises <laughs> it raises money for a good cause once again. So I mean, for for those idiots like us that do these sorts of things, it it goes to help those that are less fortunate, and people get a laugh out of it too. I mean, we've got a local radio show here that does stuff like this all the time. They do the Choco Challenge. They've done uh, what the 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 jelly beans with the the different you know the good and bad tasting stuff. Like they do all a whole bunch of that stuff. So we get a lot of that here in St. Louis. Then they do the uh, then they do the one chip challenge as well. Yeah, they did the one chip challenge as well. The jelly bean thing is kind of mean. Like my mom used to do it with her fourth graders to like to see. I forgot what it was supposed to teach them. It was supposed to be teaching them something about like um, how you can like expect one thing and be another. Like it was supposed to be according to like some like book they were reading or something. And like she would do it every single year where she would give them like the nasty tasting jelly beans. And I was like, this is so cruel. And she's like, well, it teaches them a lesson, doesn't it? Like you, you'll know not to like just assume something after this and i was like okay uh, i thought it was don't take candy from strangers but that could be it that could work too that could be it too have you guys ever seen the one about tim hortons and the canadians that's what their version of it is like the video where they have uh giving tim hortons to kids instead by the way one warning about the uh, uh cupcake challenge um it, it first of all i recommend it, it for most anyone <laughs> unless you have diabetes second of all Beware of like the rogue piece of cupcake that stays in the back of your throat because that's why I've been coughing, you know, uh, sporadically the last couple minutes. There's like a piece of cupcake that's back there and I can't get it out. I think I actually I think I just I did, the same but, way. Yeah. So be careful. Be careful. Safety. First. That's why you have teeth, everybody. You can chew. But not when like like 95 percent of the cupcake is behind your teeth. It's you know, I mean, your teeth are in the front of your mouth, not by your throat. <laughs> It's a crap hand swing your mouth shoot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I think we by the way, we need to challenge someone, Wags, because we, oh. we, we need we need we need to pass the buck here. So uh we know the quack report's done it. We know the caps guys have done it. Who should we challenge on this one? Who who do you think is a good one? Who who do we want to see make fools of themselves? Uh Vegas. Uh, yeah. Douche canoe. It's time to get in your douche canoe and do the cupcake challenge, Vegas Weekly Nightly. Do it. I dare you. There you go. That's the perfect way to end the show, I think. Right? Yep. That's there you that's, go. that's it. Yeah, let uh before we let you guys go, let everybody know uh, uh what's coming up on, on your guys' show uh this week. I was a lot of blues caddies talk coming up this week, I'm sure. Yes, from this very show, we'll be using uh, a you know a portion of this show uh, for our uh, uh, broadcast. Maybe not, maybe not the uh, part about the uh, jungle drinks or you know anything or Applebee's one dollar margaritas, but uh, maybe on the hockey talk side of things, we'll use that in the cupcake challenge as well. But uh, we also have uh, again, we're not streaming the, today just because there's a big game going on today that we can't actually say because they'll you know sue our asses. Um, so we, we're, we're going to have it on Monday, video, audio, uh, wherever you get your podcasts from on YouTube as well. And, uh, this week we will have this show here as well as, uh, Luke Whitman has, uh, his week four recap rap for us to tie the, uh, last week of action up in a nice three minutes, uh, rap song for us. And then guy, the Y blues fan, he goes out to the, um, Pacific Naval Museum, uh, today. I think that's what it's called. I forgot. I forget the name of it, but he's uh, going to be hanging out with the Blue Angels, uh, the uh, airplane, the uh, Jets made in St. Louis uh, to talk about uh, the last week as well. So that's all on Blue Notes this week. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 
Blue Notes Pod. There you go. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Congratulations on doing the cupcake challenge. Um, make sure to not invest in AMC, GME, or Dogecoin, as I learned it's called you, now. You, you can you can invest in Dogecoin. It's actually still that's staying up. That's staying up. So you invest in Dogecoin. Stay away from GME and AM, AMC. All right, that's that's why you come to Sporty, everybody. You get stock advice on our show. That's right. That you don't get anywhere else. Corey, stock do you experts. Have- Corey, do you have any final words before I say goodnight? Thanks, guys, for coming on and uh, dealing with our antics per the usual and uh, joining in in our challenge. We appreciate that. And uh, dealing with Richie's eating hands, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> good night and good hockey, everybody. We'll talk to you again on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>